guys, welcome to the first episode of The Working Gamer. Currently on my way home from work right now. Um, and the bit of news that I heard today, which I am extremely excited for and honestly cannot wait to see where this goes. And that is uh, quite a, uh, a popular YouTuber um, from... Well, he got quite popular from the Call of Duty series, uh, quite specifically the Black Ops 3 Zombies, um, and that was first out, and everyone was still trying to figure out everything about it. Um, and it is JC Backfire. He has recently been offered a job from none other than Jason Blundell, who used to work for Treyarch, uh, he used to be quite up there in the hierarchy. I can't remember quite where he was, if he was a head developer or what. Um, but he had a huge impact on the way that the community from Zombies merely was. They, he, he had a huge impact on everything to do with the Zombies uh, community, the game, everything. But he is a big part of the reason why the Call of Duty Black Ops Zombies became what it is today um, and yeah he's hired someone that helped push the community and grow the community um, he's hired JC as the from memory I, I can't be a hundred percent on this um, the community manager I believe so um, it'll be a really cool to see where that goes um, especially since the launch of Black Ops 5 or Cold War, as it's known. Um, Blendal is no longer a part of Treyarch. They are now part of Deviation Games, or uh, Studios, sorry. And so it'll, it'll be extremely interesting to see what happens here, if he's sort of going to fulfill the, the steps of the, the Zombies community he's always wanted. Uh, you know, a standalone Zombies game, uh, more depth into the war and the history of the crews we've had um, but yeah I just think it, it, it's something definitely watch out for I, I think they could be one of the next big developers and I don't know it, it's extremely interesting to me that he, he used to be so cryptic Jason Blundo and everything he did um, especially the way that he interacted with the community I remember there was an interview he had, I can't remember with who it was with, but he did Morse code blinking. Like that's, you know, he was next level cryptic and, and quite decisive on, on everything. You'd never know what he was up to. Um, and it, it'll just be extremely interesting to see where it leads to. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to see some extremely great things from them. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's something that I, I think could potentially break the expectations from uh, companies that aren't quite as big as, say, Treyarch and Activision or things like that, you know? Um, I mean, you take, uh, who was it, uh, the people that made PUBG, I can't quite remember their name, I think. Uh, no, Tencent was the uh, blue, blue something. 
Uh, they they came out of nowhere with PUBG, and it was an extremely successful game. It's still, I'd say, is successful. It's definitely not at the caliber it used to be, but it, it, it's still quite up there, you know. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how any of the games that this deviation uh, studios releases, it'll be interesting to see how that sort of impacts the player base on other big games such as Call of Duty and, and Battlefield and things like that. Which brings me on to uh, another topic that I wasn't too sure if it was worth talking about, but after uh, watching the Game Engine trailer and now waiting on the game play trailer. I've got to say I'm extremely blown away at at this upcoming Battlefield. I, I cannot wait for it. I've always been a huge fan of Battlefield games. Um, the only thing that I've found was the lack of players. You know, most people jump on to Call of Duty and things like that as it's a bit more forgiving. Um, Battlefield was always a bit more for the hardcore realistic players and now I have a feeling that it it's gonna take over with the way that a lot of the gaming uh, communities have started going towards you know the I know that Warzone is still a hugely popular game but I feel as if that dropped off fairly quickly after the release I mean you take Blackout for instance I feel like that had a much less of a percentage of the player base leave after other battle royales had sort of come out and attracted the players. I feel a, a less of a percentage left blackout for these newer ones as then the amount of percentage of players that left Warzone for other battle royales. You know, it, it, I feel Apex had a, had a big role in that. Um, but interesting to see where uh, DICE sort of take this battlefield. I know it's a bit more futuristic and things like that, but it'll be interesting to see if they even add in a uh, battle royale mode or large size maps where you have quite small teams rather than just the big conquest maps and things like that that we're quite used to with battlefield. Um, I'm thinking they might up it from the current player amount. That's, you know, with the, the way that the hardware's moving and things like that, it gives them a bit more options on that sort of way, you know, they can push the graphics a bit further, they can really push the animations and the amount of, of stress on the on this hardware, just, you know, that's a lot newer and things like that. Uh, one thing I am hoping for is that they put a lot of work into optimising, because I feel like even though you know there's all these new there's new tech and things like that out it's extremely hard for your average gamer to acquire this hardware you know at the moment we're going through uh you know the pandemic and, and an extreme silicon shortage which is making it really hard for not only manufacturers and things like that to get the cards out and, and these chips and all the, and everything out, let alone having enough stock for your average person to buy. And I mean, if you're an average person like me, you know, you, 
you don't exactly have a few thousand dollars laying around for a new graphics card or the newest CPU, uh, all that sort of things, you know, it, it's, it's extremely hard. I mean, I myself, I've only just recently picked up a, a second-hand computer from someone, and it has a Core i5 uh, second gen with a GeForce 210 in it. So it, it, it's extremely low end. I do have a, a new, gra uh, well not a new graphics card, a different graphics card to put in there to hopefully push it a little bit more. I know it's nothing special. It's only a Radeon HD 5870. Um, so I should get a little bit more performance out of that, but not, a, not an extreme amount more, especially compared to these newer cards. You know, they can, you're seeing an unfathomable amount of frames per second on a lot of these new AAA titles and things like that. But for the average gamer, it's extremely hard for us to, you know, one of my mates, he's an average person, you know, he's not exactly wealthy or anything like that. But he had to put aside a majority of his wages for quite a while just to be able to afford a, a 2080 Ti. And this was only maybe a year or two ago, max. You know, so like it wasn't exactly a brand spanking new card. But it wasn't cheap either. You know, they're, they're still extremely expensive. I mean, it's probably easier to find a, a 3080 or a 3090 at the moment over a 2080 Ti and you know those cards are still out of reach for a lot of people I'll, I'll have actually got a, a computer that I'm currently uh, waiting on it's due around Christmas um, and that's got a, a 1660 graphics card in it I believe it's the, the uh, overclocked edition but even that, you know, that's it's something that I'm paying off throughout the year because it's a lot easier for me to pay it off bit by bit rather than try to get all these components myself, especially during this, uh, you know, silicon shortage and this huge scalping problem that's here. Um, you know, it would be it would be extremely nice and refreshing to see uh, big graphics card developers sort of release cards a bit more on the lower end, the value cards, you know, it, it's, you don't quite see it anymore, they, AMD has, has, has really, really pushed it, AMD, is it AMD that's currently pushing out the 68 series, or the 6800 series, or I can't be quite sure, I'm not 100% on on who makes those ones, um, but yeah, you know, it's, they're a bit more cheaper than the 3080s and things like that, but they're just as hard to get, and no one sort of, they're not focused on, on the, the value buyers or the, the low-end buyers, at the end of the day, those cards are made for the high-end purchases and the high-end customers, which I completely understand, you know, that that's the way it is. It's I don't I don't complain about the prices of of Ferraris or these top end cards because at the end of the day I'm not the customer that they were uh, pushed out before. But what I do get quite annoyed at is when 
companies like this, they they know that because they can have these high-end customers, that they don't really focus too much on the low-end customers. They used to be, you know, they used to have the high-end cards, the the medium sort of middle ground. You know, if you're an enthusiast but you don't have quite the cash, but you're looking at uh, a pretty sound. I don't want to say future-proof, but something that's gonna last you a little while, you know, and they did used to have quite, you know, the lower-end cards and things like that, but they they just really have stepped away from them, like, I understand it, you know, it, it's all marketing and, and, you know, they're a big company at the end of the day, they've got to make money, that's the whole point of a company, and you don't just give things away. But it would be really nice to see these low-end cards come out, so that way a lot of people can have have the choice of experiencing it and actually be able to come into the the, the tech space and, and things like that and not be scared off by extremely high prices of everything, you know. It, for me, I was a bit more lenient, you know, I understood that I was not the the customer that those were produced for, but a lot of people are probably coming into this, you know, the been through, just after this, the pandemic and things like that, you know, they've spent a lot of time at home, they've got an interest in gaming and whatnot, but they, they can't afford to go out and buy the newest, nicest things, and extremely hard for them to even get their hands on the older cards and things like that because of the mining and, and, and the scalping and things like that which is a whole other topic on itself um, I've sort of gotten off track here but it was it was sort of a rant about the whole fact of it'd be nice if they sort of lent towards the lower end cards that game developers could have sort of optimised for you know it would be extremely nice to see the new battlefield be optimized on a card such as the 1660 or six, you know that 1600 series so that way people into new to the tech space can actually get a foot in the door and enjoy it to a extent you know that they might not have ray tracing or or any of these things that the high-end computers do but it at least gives them the ability to enjoy it at an extremely nice level, you know, it would be um, quite disappointing to see this this new Battlefield come out, and the only place I can play it is on my console, because my graphics card isn't able to push it, but the problem with that is, even then, with this new console generation and things like that, will they even bother with backwards compatibility and, and things like that because you know to to me it would be extremely nice if they you know optimized it for the 1s and x and the ps4 and the ps4 pro and things like that but i, I don't see that happening due to it it's they're going to want to entice um, people to upgrade and things like that, which is all one and good, you know, at the end of the day, 
you can't drive the same car for 100 years. You've got to upgrade eventually. But I've got to at least make that transition to a new uh, generation of hardware a bit less... I don't want to say expensive because really... Uh, you know, everyone's got to make money. Xbox have got to make money. Well, Microsoft, um, Sony have got to make money. You know, all these game developers, are, they're out to make money at the end of the day. They're not here to make friends and, and give away free games or anything. They're here to make money. And, you know, that's all well and good, but they could, they could help of the transition. I understand that the next generation of consoles has been out for a while but yet again due to the silicon shortage and the epidemic and, and, and scalpers and whatnot not a lot of people were able to get their hands on uh, next generation hardware so their their player bases aren't going to be what they could be you know their sales aren't going to be what they could be if they optimized it for lowering hardware and, and components so that way others could also have the joy of uh, you know playing these newer games and things like that I mean even with the new Call of Duty and things like that you know they they had to they have to have the next gen and old gen versions and things like that and you know it, it would be rather nice to see it sort of switch back the other way where they sort of are more worried about the amount of players playing the game and enjoying the game rather than the amount of money they can get off the initial release you know it would be extremely nice to to see any company doing that but like I've, I've, I've stated you know it's sort of something that can't exactly happen overnight and you know they've, they've got to meet these this profit margins and things like that but you know when companies like uh, Nvidia and uh, pushing out their graphics cards and things like that they they give this MSRP or the manufacturer suggested retail price which to me is quite redundant you know uh, Nvidia they don't actually manufacture any of their uh, cards and things like that yes they might contracted and and be the people that are, are making it all happen and put it all you know and, and, and get it all together and and optimizing it and things like that but you know the the, the chip set and all that sort of stuff it's they don't actually manufacture any of it so if anything they should you know they, they take this their cost price of making the card which i'm, I'm just gonna spit that you know obviously this is not going to be how much it costs but say it only cost them $200 to make the card. They then go and slip a $1,000 price tag or suggested price tag on there. But they don't exactly give their... Uh, oh, what's the word? Their distributors and, and the, the partners uh, a chance to make any money on that because they... Asus and, and Strix and all that, they, they have to bring out these cards that are, are can compete with the originals, you know, they can't just have 
the, the 3080 from NVIDIA and slap their name badge on there and go, yep, sweet, that's us done, we're going to charge a bit more now because we've got to pay NVIDIA this amount and hey, we've also got to hit our profit margin. You know, the, the NVIDIA doesn't give them much wiggle room, so you end up with a card that has an MSRP of $1,000, but it's going to end up costing you $1,500 just because NVIDIA wants to make so much more on top. And I understand, you know, they've got to reach these profit margins and they've got to reach all this sort of stuff. But there's not much else you can... And, you know, like I kind of said, there's not much they can do about that, you know, about needing to reach these profit margins and things like that. But surely there's somewhere in the chain where they can sort of help reduce cost or, you know, instead of pumping out 3090s and, and things like that, they, you know, what they've done with the 3080 Ti. I think it was an extremely good good move on the behalf of NVIDIA and, you know, they sort of took the amount of silicon that it takes to make a 3090 and decided, well, hey, instead of producing these high-end cards that only high-end customers can buy, we'll split the silicon in half, we'll make two cards that are quite comparable to the 3090 at a lower price cost. And that's all well and good. Except it's still not exactly a value card, you know. It is, it is an extremely good card. If you're the sort of person that needs a 3080 or a 3090, then boom, perfect product for you. You know, you're, you need a high-end product, they can supply one. It, yes, the price tag might not be quite what you're what you'd like it to be, but the 3080 Ti is extremely well priced in my opinion. You know, it, it it fits in there quite well. But what I would like to see is them take a 3070 and split the die in half, or the, the silicon. Sorry, not the die. Um, and produce a, a low-end series, you know, have a, a 3500 series or something like that, where it was a bit more value for the, you know, a bit more, a bit more bang for your buck, but you're not having to worry about, you know, getting the highest performance and things like that. It might be the newest generation, but it'll be the lowest performance of that generation, which ultimately only has to be the one of the low ends of the last generations their newest generation low end card does not have to beat the last gen's highest performing card at the end of the day if that card is a high performance card you're not going to compare it to a low end performance card but it would, it would just be extremely nice to see them sort of focus on, on more low end components and things like that because at the end of the day you know for the average working gamer yeah we're not going to go out and spend uh what what is it in, in where i'm from new zealand uh in nz dollars i believe it was something like um 1200 1300 dollars for a uh 
it's a fortnight's wage, you know, for the average person, if if not more. And it, it can be quite a struck, you know, for, for someone coming in brand new to the, the gaming scene and things like that. They they think to themselves, oh I want this nice new shiny card and a nice new shiny processor. But I mean uh yeah, a 38 uh, 3070 I think it is. Um, goes for thirteen hundred dollars, and then you want or oh, something, you know, a nice case. Bang, that's another four hundred dollars. You want a, one of the newest um, CPUs? Uh, I believe a, a i five nine six hundred K or I said whichever one is a nine six hundred K goes for a. a good amount over here, I, I believe it's something like $500, um, I'd have to pull the price up to have an actual look to see what it was, but by the end of it, uh, a decent new spec computer is going to cost you anywhere from three dollars to $5,000, you know, and, and that, for the average person in New Zealand, that, that's a good couple, like, month or, or, you know, a couple of months of, um, of wages, and it, it can be a sh- enough to, to put someone off it for, you know, life, pretty much. I mean, my friend that I was going on about earlier that has the 2080 Ti, he used his computer for not very long at all and sort of got put off it due to the pricing of everything, you know? He, he, he managed to get these the nice card and everything like that, you know? He's got an extremely nice setup. But then he was looking at upgrading, and it was ridiculous, you know, it was only a year or two ago that he spent about $5,000 on on his current setup, and now he's going to have to spend the same amount again to upgrade, you know, and I, I understand he, he does actually want to build again from scratch, he doesn't want to use any of the old components, um, he's, he's actually going to get rid of it, um, all the old components as, as a whole and you know but it, it's extremely hard for the average person to actually acquire these more cards and this new hardware and things like that but yeah I, I suppose this sort of brings us to the conclusion of, of the show you know that was just basically extremely excited for Deviation Studios um extremely excited for Battlefield and can't wait to see this gameplay reveal trailer and everything surrounding it. Uh, I hope there wasn't too much background noise in the this cast. Um, as I said, you know, I, I record these in my drive home, so it would be extremely different, I think, to sort of experience this. Um, but yeah, it was extremely fun actually doing this first episode so i will catch you guys another time alrighty